Welcome to Pathfinder Academy. Class is now in session. Here are your professors, Caleb and Christian. Good morning, class. You may be seated. Today's lesson is on the half-orc race. This is part of our race overview series where we go over all the possible player races. And we're on half-orcs. Christian, officially halfway through the seven core races. We just did half-elves. Now we're on to half-orcs. Again, this is with humans. They're only halved with humans. You know, unlike our half-elf friends who have an elf in the core race, actually the orc race, while a race, is not one of the core seven. Right. There's They were part of some other book, maybe the Advanced Race Guide or something, um, but they are not one of the seven core races. What does an orc look like? Well, if you've read J.R.R. Tolkien or done any fantasy thing ever, I have a feeling you have an idea. But in case you don't, let me tell you. Half-orcs average around 6 feet tall with powerful builds and greenish or grayish skin. Their canine teeth often grow long enough to protrude from their mouths, and these tusks, combined with heavy brows and slightly pointed ears, really mimic wow trolls. (laughs) And they give them their notoriously bestial appearance. While half-orcs may be impressive, few ever describe them as beautiful. Despite these obvious orc traits, half-orcs are as varied as their human parents, and that is racist if I've ever seen racist. What if I think half-orcs are beautiful? What if I think what, they are pretty? What are they, why do they got to say all humans are different? Like, isn't that racist in and of itself? Come on. Next thing I'm building, I'm making an orc, tons of bows, all in his hair. <laughs> That's right, you heard me. His. His hair, bows. Pink bows with butterflies. Take that. There's a funny picture, not funny picture, but an interesting picture of an orc kneeling down. There's like a little street urchin. He's giving him a little flower, and it's like orcs. Only the villains, if you make them the villains. <laughs> and even in the Glorion universe, I think they are kind of villains. They have their own little land that they tend to try and attack outward from. So they are displayed that way in the Pathfinder uh, like core rulebook set. So that's probably one of the reasons why they're not one of the core races. And yeah, I'm about to say that's exactly right. That's probably why you got the half-orcs. So you can still kind of have the orc flavor, but not be super evil, kill all people. I gotta say, I like that they can have grayish skin. I think it's kind of cool. Gray orc kind of makes me think of an ogre. And I think somewhere there's half-ogres. I don't think it's official. But I like I like the idea of having the gray skin orc. But enough of their pretty, pretty looks. Let's talk about their pretty, pretty ages. <laughs> Giving you the humans for reference. A human is an adult at 15 years old. A half-orc. 14 years old what we've yet to see a race that lives shorter than humans and we found it yeah i think the orc race itself is shorter lived than humans so the half orcs get a little bit better but they're still slightly shorter lifespans than humans right an orc at 12 years old it reaches adulthood they're middle-aged when they are 30 years old which is 35 for human they're old when they're 45 years old 53 for human they're venerable when they're 60 years old, which is 70 for human. I love the idea of, like, they go into, like, 35, 45, 50, 60, and then, like, 53. We'll just randomly add a 3 in there instead. <laughs> but, okay, human's 53. Keep you uh, on your toes. Better watch out. <laughs> that's right. Their maximum age is 60 plus 2d10 years, whereas opposed to human, it's 7, 70 plus 2d20 years. So a little bit younger. Oh, a lot you know, less maximum age. The there, candle right? that burns twice as bright burns twice as fast. And it burns at both ends twice as brightly or something. And if there was any human that you could say is probably a half-orc, it's the guy from Highlander who says, I have something to say. It's better to burn out than to fade away. And that must be the motto of half-orcs. <laughs> now, 
I gotta say, there is a lot of awesome content that Pathfinder publishes about races, not only in the core book, but in the Advanced Race Guide and other supplemental books that aren't part of like the core books. I just want to encourage you guys to read that because we don't really go over that in this. I think we might go over that when we get to the um, more the rarer races because there just won't be as much and you know be something to talk about. But I definitely uh, encourage you to if you want to get some inspiration or you're playing in Glorian, definitely read their stuff. They've got about their society, their relations uh, to other societies, yada yada yada. It's it's I like it a lot. There, yeah, there's a whole set of those books. I think they're called stuff like. Orcs of Glorion, Elves of Glorion. Gotcha. Um, half elves and uh, half orcs fall under the bastards of Glorion. How much do you think a male uh, orc weighs in adulthood? A male orc, not a half orc. Sorry, half orc. Male half orc in adulthood, two thirty. Wrong, one hundred and fifty pounds. Really? That seems yep small. Yep. Interesting, because they keep talking about how well how well built they are. Female, one hundred and ten pounds. I would like to find a race where the females bigger than I'll, we should have checked the dwarves. I bet the females are bigger uh, than most males. How's that compare to humans? Humans are 120 pounds male and 85 pounds female. Um, I disagree. <laughs> I think if an adult female were 85 pounds and like average height, that might be a little underweight. <laughs> Four feet five inches. What was it? One ten for men. Four ten for men. Get out of here. This must be what, what they consider adulthood, like the 15 years old. Get out of here. All right, oh, at 15. Okay, that makes a lot more sense at 15 It must old. be. But let's get off of this awesome, boring content that's making people turn off our podcast and go to the stuff that makes them turn on the podcast. Let's talk about the racial traits, son. These are the standard racial traits. Just like half-elves, half-orcs get a plus-two bonus to any one ability score of their choice. This comes from their human heritage. Their type is they are humanoid with both the human and the orc subtypes. They're medium creatures. Their base speed is 30 feet, standard. They begin play with both common and orc languages known. They can also, with high intelligence scores, pick from abyssal, draconic, giant, gnoll, and goblin. There's gnoll, giant, and goblin again. Yeah, it's a a smaller list than all the other ones, I think. It's funny you always see goblins with orcs. I guess because they both have green skin or something. I mean, even when I, when I did one of my first ever, you know, um, homebrew campaigns, one of the first things I fought was a bunch of goblins with an orc leader. I don't know why it's just so easy to do. What's neat about this is that, like, you think of orcs, or orcish things as being, like, strong and dumb, but, you know, a half-orc can be good at anything. They can be smart, they can be weak, um, right. they get a plus two to anything they want, so they can actually be charismatic or whatever you want them to be. And I like that they can pick Abyssal or Draconic. It's like, you know what? I'm a big, strong guy. I like to talk to dragons. They're big and strong. I'm big and strong. We get along. They like gold. I like to try to steal their gold. It's a good relationship. Onto their other racial traits. Half-orgs receive a plus two racial bonus on intimidate checks due to their fearsome nature. What is the awesome, unique title for this racial trait? Intimidating. Oh, okay. Well, at least I know exactly what it does. Orc ferocity. This is one of the more interesting racial traits that orcs have that really put them apart, uh, set them apart from other races. Once per day, when a half orc is brought below zero hit points but not killed, he can fight on for one more round as if disabled. At the end of his next turn, unless brought to above zero hit points, he immediately falls unconscious and begins dying. Listen, don't we all begin dying just <laughs> as soon as we're born? We're dying right now. We don't want to get existential with this, Caleb. <laughs> okay, sorry. Sorry, existential crisis alert. I hope I didn't give everyone back into some sort, of, some sort of terrible coma that you're now in. 
No, I that, pushed it away for so long. That's definitely one of the most interesting racial traits. Because when you think of like all the other ones, it's like, oh yeah, I get numbers, I get plus two to this, plus two to that. Orcs are the only one where they do something. You're like, wow, you you're a half orc, aren't you? That's tough. That's something. So 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 flavorful for a half orc. I like that idea of I put him down, I go to turn to the next enemy, and he's still coming at me with his one last lunge of his axe or something. Or he runs around the corner and drinks a health potion. Okay, well, all right, that's all right. <laughs> Let's talk about. Uh, tell me all about weapon familiarity. Half orgs are profi- half orgs. <laughs> this is the not a complete organization, but one that's just kind of starting. Half orcs are proficient with great axes and falchions, and treat any weapon with the word orc in its name as a martial weapon. We talked so not, about okay, not as good as the elvish weapons because they get long bows. But uh, great axes and falchions are both great melee weapons. One of the episodes where I am impressed with your verbiage, sir, where I am lacking instead of you, I always call them falchions. Don't, don't see why I did that now that you said it your way. Your way yeah, you had like, like eight syllables to that word. Listen, I like it that I like it that way. <laughs> you can really feel that one roll across the tongue. Falchions. <laughs> Shut up, Christian. Dark vision, so you can see. Christian's heart and soul with his mean jokes. <laughs> in the dark, up to 60 feet. <laughs> Half orcs can see in the dark, up to 60 feet. Yes. In black and white. Which is actually really, really good. Yes, very good. And, you know, I think a lot of times in my campaigns, anyway, I kind of neglect lighting and vision, but if you're not neglecting it, this can be a game changer. <laughs> if you are if you are doing things right and not doing things wrong, this is cool. <laughs> not that you're doing it wrong, everybody, you know, your own style is a game. Lastly, they have orcish blood, so you kind of covered earlier, but they count as both humans and orcs for any effects that relate to the race. Which I can't think there's a lot of, but it's mostly in the spell the spell domain or in like the Bane weapon domain, I think. And uh, their feet selection. They can also take human feats, they can take orc feats. Now, what if I don't like some of these racial traits, Christian? What if I don't like them? Switch them out, you idiot! Okay, man, you don't have to call me. You've been very, you've been very angry in this episode. Oh, I'm just God, trying just, to, I'm just it's rubbing make... off on me, the whole orcish thing. I'm, <laughs> I'm stereotyping to... them, and then it's making me angry. I'm just trying to make good, friendly content, and you're just sitting there with your big fangs, just you know, practically biting me at, biting at me. And I'm, I'm okay. Well, now you're a vampire. Okay. Which well, of the you know traits what? don't you like, Caleb? Why would you even want to switch them out? Aren't they good? <laughs> Weren't my traits good enough for you? <laughs> Why do you always want to change me? I mean, change the orcs. <laughs> well, you set me for what I am. Well, in case you don't accept them for what they are, there is a ton. So let's go over them, son. There is a cute dark vision. This is where your dark vision can see really, cu- really cute bunnies and little rabbits and those little gerbils that pack their mouth. Their cheeks are always little. They're so big and so cute. I love a cute dark vision. Or, I mean, that's one option. I don't know why you wouldn't pick that one. But the other option, uh, and the real option, is that you get exceptional sharp, exceptionally sharp dark vision. Getting dark vision to 90 feet instead of 60. This replaces orc ferocity. You're going to have to be really cool to, to replace orc ferocity for me. And this is one of them that, I would, that I'm okay with. Yeah, you basically see the whole uh, battle map now. Yeah, totally. It's funny when you think of the feet and the ranges of weapons and sight and all that. But when you think about how much that'll be on a battle mat, you think about when practically you're going to use it. This is this is a lot of the battle mat. Next is Beastmaster, and this is going to replace Orc Ferocity, so it better be cool. 
A half-orc with this trait treats whips and nets as martial weapons and gain a plus two racial bonus on handle animal checks. Okay, um, if you want to do a net or whip build, that's kind of useful. It's basically a free feat because they're exotic weapons. Yeah, it's okay. I don't know. I'd have to really want to do that. Otherwise, yeah. I'm not doing this. And then, like, the handle animal is just kind of tacked on there, I feel. Uh, next is Bestial. You get a plus two racial bonus on perception checks, and this replaces Orc Ferocity. I mean, I love me some perception. I don't know, though. But I'm going to tell you this. First off, I'm hating that they're like, hey, this awesome racial trait, let's replace this one a bunch of times instead of all the other ones. Okay, fine. All right. But uh, this one has an interesting little lore about it. A lot of times you can pick these alternate racial traits to really give your character some character. And this one says that the orc blood of some half-orcs manifests in the form of particularly prominent orc features, exacerbating their bestial appearance, but improving their already keen senses. I like the idea of this. If I want to be a little closer to my orcish heritage, I might pick this one. Next is Cave White. This is going to replace Intimidating. Do you get white vision instead of dark vision? Uh, is is that how you say W-I-G-H-T? White? No, you're white. right. I'm just... It sounds like white, so I'm just, It's a lame joke. You can just move on. Most people I'm... do. <laughs> <laughs> this racial trait, you gain a plus one racial bonus on knowledge engineering and survival checks made underground. Eh. A little I mean, too... if I'm doing an underground campaign, maybe. If I'm doing it underground, I'm... Might as well do it underground right. I, I just like the idea of the intimidating for the half-orc, because if you're in, like, a standard, you know, core race city, you could intimidate people with the way you look. This one's like, okay. If you're not going to be using intimidate and you happen to be underground, I guess no reason not to take it. Chain fighter. Some half- this, is where, <laughs> this is where you smoke fighters just five packs at a time. Uh, <laughs> you get, you're proficient with flails and heavy flails and treat dire flails and spike chains as martial weapons. And this replaces weapon familiarity. I thought that... I never knew about dire fail, flails. What are those? I'm not entirely sure. I, I'm going to look them up because I want one already, even though I don't know what it is. If only spike chains were still stupidly overpowered as they were in 3.5. But I like this. A it's dire just... flail consists of two spheres of spiked iron dangling from chains at opposite ends of a long shaft. It gets disarm, uh, double, and trip. It's, it's a double weapon version of a right. flail. Okay, interesting. So, like, you're Darth Maul, but with flails. Darth <laughs> Darth Maul would be perfect, because you're mauling people with your flails. I love it. <laughs> but it, I like it. It just switched out a set of weapons for another. Yeah. No reason Good to board. take it if you're going to go for one of those weapons. Next is City Raised, and this is if you're going for a more uh, human This is where side. you burn all the cities. All of these have <laughs> alternate titles. I can't stop. I can't. I can't. It's the low-hanging fruit, and I'm just grabbing at it. Yo, you're every PC ever, and your city was raised when you were young, and your parents are dead. <laughs> oh, man. City-raised half-orcs are proficient with whips and long swords, and receive a plus two uh, racial bonus on knowledge local checks. This replaces weapon familiarity. Hey, hey, I'd totally take this over Beastmaster if I wanted a whip. Yeah, I mean, really, plus you're getting a plus two racial bonus on knowledge local checks. That's fine. And longswords are pretty tasty. They're cool. Then I, would take, I would take this if I was like a orcish rogue. Because longswords would be neat for a rogue to have. No, wait, no, they do decks now. <laughs> Never mind me. <laughs> it's still good to have the knowledge local. <laughs> Never mind me. Then there's Forest Walker and the eyes of a ranger. The unsuspecting stranger. Better know the truth of wrong from right. Are you not getting me? You don't You know what I'm... I have no idea what you just referenced. Walker, Texas Ranger! It's Walker, come on! <laughs> 
When you're in Texas, look behind you Cause that's where the Rangers gonna be Do I look like I watched movies in 1993? It hurts. Listen, I'm sorry that I... Oh, Is that a Chuck Norris joke? I feel like I'm about to get hit with Chuck Norris That happens all the time. You don't have to live in the 80s to see 80s shows. I I hate to break it to you. I wasn't alive during Happy Days, but I know who Fonzie is. (laughs) So, Forrest Walker. Unfortunately, you do not get the awesome powers of Chuck Norris. Though, I now want to immediately make a monk... Who is Chuck Norris? You don't and get the awesome powers of an eight-year-old meme. <laughs> I don't know what's stronger, honestly. <laughs> I can't comprehend something that would be more powerful. Uh, you get low light vision and gain plus two bonus on climb checks, replacing dark vision. It's like, hey, we'll make your dark vision a little bit worse, but hey, look, climb stuff. You <laughs> see that on downgrade? A little bit of a side grade, a little bit of a just grading all around. Kind of like how my jokes grade on Christian's brain. <laughs> Next is Gate Crasher. Many half. Would you say shows. maybe you could be a Castle Crasher? Ah, ah. That's just that's just a game that shares the word in its title with what I just said. Listen, I know they're getting worse, but I now feel obligated a compulsion to make sure every one of these is somehow related to something else. Now, because I started, I can't stop myself. Christian, help me. This I is replacing orc for I'm not going to help you. This is replacing orc ferocity, which uh, again, this better be cool. This better be good. Half orcs with this racial trait get a plus two racial bonus on strength checks to break objects and on some sunder combat maneuver checks. Mm, I'll tell you what. I, I'll give I don't it break. This. I don't use the break option. All I don't think I've ever seen the break option using game. Most people just attack it with their weapons. I'll give it this. If you're trying to break something down, all right, and you have to make a, stre- a strength check, whenever I hear the word uh, a a ability and a check, I'm like, oh really? I mean, okay, well I'm gonna fail this because you never have more than like a plus four bonus max on those. Usually it's plus zero, plus one, or maybe even minus one. So getting a plus two on that, this is one of the very few ways you can do that, and it counts for a lot. You just got to be doing it often to make it worth it. I wish it was just like all strength based checks, like strength. Um ability checks not like climb checks but like right. make a strength check to lift the door to lift the boulder whatever it's just break checks and sunder checks so that, that's why i'm not crazy about it do you i don't use those mechanics i assume you don't very often uh not very often Somebody's gonna break something i mean it's like usually there's other ways <laughs> talk about plagueborn i'm gonna read the lore text of this one half orcs flavored text is what it's called okay i know where it's good half orcs are sometimes forced to live on the rancid and unsanitary margins of society becoming inured to all manner of sickness Oh, so they grew up on the boardwalk of Atlantic City. Half orcs with this racial trait gain a plus two bonus, all in saving throws against disease, ingested poisons, and becoming nauseated or sickened by looking at Christian's face. This racial trait replaces the intimidating and orc ferocity racial traits. I don't know. It's a it's a lot. I guess if I was doing a lot, no, because if I was doing poison, I'd, I'd eventually get the ability to not poison myself. Mm, I don't know. I, don't, I, I like mm. how insulting you was just ingrained in your speech. You didn't wait for my reaction. You didn't do anything with it. You just wanted to insult me. You were mean to me all episode, Christian. I'm just trying to get a little back, okay? And you don't like my jokes. <laughs> They're really good. You, you didn't try anything with the Plagueborn title. Uh, what's that game? Plague Inc.? Bloodborne. I can, I can do something with that. I know it. Bloodborne, Bloodborne, Bloodborne. Not coming to me. 
Battleborn. Listen, I'll let I'll, I'll get back. Listen, guys, I'll get back to you at the end of the episode. Don't let me forget to make a joke about Plagueborn. All right, by the end of the episode, I promise you this: I make a commitment, a covenant between you, the listener, and me. I will make a joke about Plagueborn before the end of this episode. They're not looking forward to it, and neither am I. <laughs> you don't know them, all right? You didn't, you didn't walk a mile in their shoes. But if you were to do something in their shoes, maybe you would climb some rocks. Tell me about Rock Climber. That was quite the segue. <laughs> you know, segues How- are best when somebody mentions them. That really, exactly. you know, that really seals up the power of a segue. Like, I didn't want your segue to just be standing alone by itself. It, it never is, because like- I'm always riding it. I would never let it stay alone. It gets stolen. I need to put it up on a pedestal. Another joke! I'm on fire! I'm on fire! Somebody please put me out. I'm dying. This is, replaces intimidating. Well, I, I would I would sure hope so. Somebody on fire would be intimidating. <laughs> Half-orcs with this racial trait gain a plus one racial bonus on acrobatics and climb checks. Okay. Yeah. I like that. That's cool. Yeah. It's, it's a fair trait. You're turning a plus two into two plus ones. I guess Sacred. people who do parkour just aren't that scary, so you're not intimidating anymore. You know, they used to be, though. I used to think they're real cool. I used to think, man, I want to be a parkourer. You don't anymore? Parkourer. That's either somebody who is really good at you know gymnastics and athletic moves or somebody who sells, sells themselves at the park. Sacred tattoo. You have decorated yourself with tattoos, piercings, and ritual scarification, which I think scarification looks cool. That's a controversial subject, which you should totally bring up in episodes like this. I mean, I've heard that if you really want to endear yourself to listeners, say things that will divide them. Half works with this racial trait, gaining a plus one luck bonus on all saving throws. This is something that absolutely replacing orc ferocity is super cool with me. Yeah, I do it all the time. If I'm someone who doesn't like want to get up in melee and take hits, I'd love taking this one. I wonder what else is a luck bonus that modifies your saving throws. I'd like to know. Halflings. Got you covered. Hey, look, it's halflings. All right, forget about halflings. I'm talking about as a half orc who takes this trait. Would it ever accidentally stack, uh, accidentally conflict with another one? Not that I can think of off the top of my head. Maybe a spell, like an obscure spell somewhere, gives you a luck bonus. Maybe Beacon of Luck. There you go. Don't be a bard, orc, and take the level 3 spell Beacon of Luck because you won't benefit greatly from it. I think that's just good advice all around. Don't be a bard orc. <laughs> hey, they could have high charisma. They'd they be can. suave and charming. I with don't their want big to imagine brows. a bard orc. Please stop doing that to me. You know, when they got their tight leathers and their. Okay, well, they, they now play it's... They drums and their oh, sinewy arms. And okay, and all right, well, I need to cool off now. All of, a sudden, all of a sudden, we're in the very S&M-inspired Mad Max world. <laughs> the next uh, alternate racial trait is Scavenger. Half-orcs with this racial trait receive a plus-two racial bonus on appraise checks and on perception checks to find hidden objects. Determine whether food is spoiled or identify a potion by taste. You know, I don't do that nearly often enough, identifying a potion by taste. That's that's an interesting thing that just reminded me of. This is okay. I think it's worth replacing intimidating if you wanted to. I, I've done the the first time I learned you could do the taste test potion thing. I then went into a game, and I was like, guys, I just learned we could do this. Let me try it. First thing I ever taste test is a cursed potion. <laughs> <laughs> does that I un- does it I work un- if you just taste it? I thought it doesn't if, if work if you just taste it. I think you just have to uncork it. Like, the guy had... Uh, the mage was, like, right next to me with Detect Magic. I was like, hang on, check this out. I can use my perception skill. You're cursed. <laughs> um, I don't feel like you need to make perception checks to tell whether food is spoiled. That's a strange one to me. <laughs> well, I mean, I think it's a good one if it's... You're not quite sure if it's on the cusp. You look at it, there is a nest of worms in there. I don't know how you say that. Oh, my gosh, he's right. <laughs> 
I totally didn't see that. Wow. <laughs> Your eye just glimmers and you're like, that food's pretty good. Shaman's <laughs> Apprentice. You gain endurance as a bonus feat. I am always very happy to trade a single trait for a feat. Yeah, this is replacing intimidating, so if you don't want to be intimidating, this is a perfectly fine trade-off. Sometimes endurance comes up. You might wonder, what in the world does endurance have to do with shamans? Here's their reason. Only the most stalwart survivor. Nope. Only the most stalwart survive the years of harsh treatment that an apprenticeship to an orc shaman entails. Okay. I believe you. Ooh, this is a neat one. Nexus Skilled. Second and third generation half-orcs often favor their human heritage more than their orc heritage. Half-orcs with this racial trait gain one additional skill rank per level. This replaces Dark Vision. I like it. It's a really good trade-off. Um, those are both really powerful abilities. It's a matter of your... You know, there's a lot of things to consider when taking that, but I think it's a really powerful trade-off. But you know what? You're not getting any sort of vision to replace it. That's a rough one to do, honestly. Yeah. Um, but suppose you're like a cleric and you got light as a cantrip. Maybe you don't care about the dark vision as much. It's true. You're a cleric and you only get two skill points per level. Eh, might as well get three and then be really, just be really spam happy with your light spell. Uh, this is something that humans get automatically, right? Yes. We'll, we'll get more One, about one that. of the two things they get, that and a bonus feat. One of the two things they get. Let's talk about toothy. You get tusks and they're large and sharp and you get a buddy attack. It deals 1d4 points of piercing damage. It's a primary natural attack. Replaces Orc Ferocity. It's pretty cool if you're going to go for a um, natural attack build. You can increase this with feats and stuff. That's okay. Uh, it's okay. Uh, <laughs> and now there is a bunch of those racial subtypes, which if you don't know what that is, it's where they combine a bunch of the traits um, to give you kind of a theme. There's Arena Bread, there's Deep Kin, Feral, Mountain Clan, and Mystic. This is uh, definitely another one of those races that can really help you formulate a good lore and character backstory for your for your player, your your character. Because orcs are they're part human, which humans already have like so many options for the flavor, and then they have something else added in to potentially or their origins could just be changed. So there's so much to choose from with half orcs. There are four racial archetypes: blood god disciple, which is a summoner one; hateful rager, barbarian; redeemer, paladin. Skulking Slayer, Rogue. We'll go over those when we go over the classes individually. All right, guys, roll initiative. Does it have a weak spot, <laughs> and how many feet away is it from me? Has anything in Pathfinder had a weak spot yet? And while we're on the subject, can a dragon fit in the room we're fighting in? <laughs> well, it depends. They want to have Crisco in their equipment list? Yeah, I picked it up. <laughs> Last time we were in town, I grabbed it. Oh, well, yeah, then definitely, absolutely. Well, Kev, I have a question. On my character sheet, it says you gave me half a million gold last episode. Oh, is that right? Yeah, I, I got that, too. I, I wrote that down. <laughs> if we could not be children for, like, three seconds, I would like that. So pretend that you're having fun for once. But they entertain themselves pretty darn well. I shoot it in the face. Of course you do. Without any diplomacy, it's right in the face. You shoot it. It's a Medusa, you said? Yeah. Yet another copyright infringing non-original <laughs> character. I, I'd like to roll a sense motive on the DM. The GM, I'm sorry. I don't want to not copy copyright. DM, man. We just got to not. Wow. Oh, you want to get us copyright striked? You guys have iTunes here? Obviously, you have Tolkien here, so... <laughs> Tolkien came across and his elves and his dwarves. <laughs> Did you like what you just heard? A couple of guys hanging out, role-playing? That was Trailblazers, our actual play podcast. You can find it every Tuesday, right here on the Trailblazer Network. Hope to see you there.
That's it. Rocks fall. Everyone dies. Everyone rolling the character. <laughs> I have a feeling this is going to take a lot longer than 10 minutes. And next we got all the super fun feats that half-orcs can potentially take, which is also filled with the orc options and the human options. So there's a lot of stuff here. We'll be going over the human and the orc ones later individually, so let's just look over the half-orc ones. Well, most of the ones that are uh, half-orc are also orc. First is Beast Rider. In order to take this feat, you need to have an animal companion or a mount, and you need to be at least character level 7. Orcs and half-orcs can take this. Select one of the following creature types. Elephant, Pterodon, Rhinoceros, Stegosaurus, or Triceratops. Add this creature type to the list of your possible animal companions or mounts. When summoning a creature of the selected type to serve as a mounter companion, treat your effective druid level as if it were two levels higher, to a maximum of your character level. If the creature is large enough for you to ride, it gains the combat training general purpose at no cost. Okay, so there's a lot going on here. Uh, that two levels higher thing means that it really only benefits you if you are multi-classing, like a druid in something else or a cavalier in something else. It's Those are all, like, dinosaurs and stuff, so they're relatively powerful, and they get the combat training, like, template for free. So that's it's a pretty good feat, I think. I agree, and it's always cool when you can have more variety of animal companions or mounts, and I'm just saying, a rhinoceros mount is pretty cool. Yo, Pterodon, just, you know, pick people up, drop them. It's the fun. Hey, 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 why don't Pterodons go to the bathroom? Oh, God, where are you going with this? Because no. the P is silent. I messed up the joke. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> wouldn't it be why can't you hear them going to the Shut bathroom? Up, Christian. <laughs> I think they I think they eventually have to go I to the so bathroom. I was so proud of Caleb. myself. I had a real joke, and I even remembered it, but then I did it wrong. I did it until the thing's wrong. You need help, Caleb. <laughs> No, I can't even edit it to fix it because it's too funny that I failed. That's most of my life. It's too funny that you failed, so we're just going to revel in your failure and remind you of it constantly. We're just going to leave the failure right there. You know what the the worst of it is? I like the idea of just leaving the failure in the middle of the floor. Uh, Is that I am the one that reminds me. I just constantly think, ever, ever just like... In the middle of your day, just all of a sudden, like, hit yourself in the forehead and go, I can't believe I did that when I was younger. I hope no one ever remembers this ever. I, I mean, I feel like it's every moment, of, waking moment in my life. <laughs> I hope Christian doesn't remember that time where I made fun of his nose. No, I do hope you remember it. You no, I have a journal of every time. <laughs> you also have a pretty good audio record of it, I think. <laughs> Blood Vengeance. Whenever one of your allies is reduced to negative hit points or killed, you may enter a state similar to but, but less powerful than a barbarian's rage as a free action on your next turn. If you do have the rage class feature and are already raging, your morale bonus is strength and constitution increased by plus two for the duration of your rage. If you do not have the rage class feature or you have no more rage rounds left, the weaker rage gives you all the benefits and penalties of a barbarian's rage, except your morale bonus to strength and constitution is only plus two. In either case, this lasts for four rounds. And most stuff that happens when you are done with a normal rage happens, like getting fatigue and stuff. If another ally falls before this ends, you get for another four rounds. The, and the really weird one, you can only use this feat if the fallen ally had at least as many hit dice as you. So if you just leveled up and he didn't, too bad. I like this from a story standpoint. Oh, by the way, I didn't mention the prerequisite. You gotta be non-lawful. Okay, I guess I can't be lawful and still upset my friends died. 
<laughs> yeah, you got you're heartless when you're lawful, you know. <laughs> the law doesn't say get upset. <laughs> it's true. That your friends die. Uh, that's a really jam-packed one. I think it's too situational, personally. Yeah, I mean, you're taking a feat to do a lesser rage, and you can't really pick when. And it's just a tough thing. You don't. When I think of feats, I think of how often can I use it, and do I want whatever scenario is about to happen to happen? And I don't want my allies to die. And you actively try to help keep your allies alive. So I don't think you use it very often. I think maybe you can spend your feats better. Next is Deathless Initiate. In order to take this feat, you need to have the Die Hard feat. You need to have the Endurance feat. You need to have at least 6 BAB. And both your Strength and Constitution have to be at least 13. So a lot of, a lot of prerequisites here. The benefit is that you are not staggered while using the Die Hard feat. But if you take a move and a standard action or a full round action while you're at zero or fewer hit points, you take one point of damage. Further, while using the Die Hard feat, you gain a plus two bonus on melee attack and damage rolls. So something really important to mention with this feat chain, this is actually we're going into a chain here that involves using Die Hard. The Orc race has a uh, favored class bonus for, I want to say, fighters where you get, like, an additional 2 HP before you die in your negatives, and it can actually get pretty high, so you can actually build around this pretty successfully. This is, I think, one of the most appropriate feats to ever get for any race is this, I mean, sure, I should say non-race-specific feat that's appropriate to race is I think Die Hard fits the orc so well, especially with his ferocity trait. Uh, Die Hard, if you don't know, pretty much just lets you keep fighting when you're below zero hit points. Um... It pretty much means you get to be staggered instead of unconscious, but you're still taking damage, and you can end up just dropping dead. Which you probably will, because you're now still a constant threat, so they're not going to leave you alone and go to the next guy. But it just really fits with orcs so well, and so if you're going to do that, I would not see a reason not to do this as well. Just remember, you need to have all these things. 13 strength, 13 con, BAB a plus 6, endurance, diehard. It is a feat chain. Hey, you can get endurance from the Shaman's Apprentice. You can. Figured it out. Definitely. Uh, I, found I, would, that, I would do that here to save you a feat. I found the actual bonus. It is for every level you take in fighter, you can take uh, as an orc or half-orc, plus two to the fighter's constitution score for the purpose of determining when he dies from negative hit points. Oh, nice. So for every level, you get two additional hit points before you die, which is really neat. That's awesome. What, what book is that from? Advanced Race Guide. Nice. We're going to skip to Ironhide because this one will lead into the feat that involves the Deathless. And this one, you get a plus one natural armor bonus due to your unusually tough hide. Simple thing. It's actually pretty good. We, we covered it in the dwarf. And um, you need a con of 13 to do it. But what's really interesting is what leads you into next. Tell me about the Deathless Master. Deathless Master is the next feat in the Deathless chain. We need to take Ironhide. We need the Deathless Initiate. And we need a BAB of at least 9. And now we need at least 15 Constitution. A lot of stuff. When you are at zero or fewer hit points, you do not lose one hit point when you take an action. We're, we're blowing a lot of feats on this. It That's is, not it is a... keeping you around, though, because you're pretty much saying I lose a hit point a turn. But hopefully, if you're, you're dying, maybe you're hopefully at the end of the battle somewhat. Yeah. <laughs> just before you start the fight, you just pull the pin on the grenade and hold it real close. Well, you know what? We might need this one, though, for the Deathless Zealot, which you need the Deathless Master... You need a BAB of 12 and a constitution of 17. Woo! Woo. Only the most serious wounds can stop you. It sounds like that's got to be it. Um, Woo, here we go. 
Whenever a creature rolls to confirm a critical hit against you, it must roll twice and take the lowest result. What does this have to do with anything? <laughs> yeah, that, uh... I mean, it's neat that it's something that confers a bonus when you're outside of the diehard thing. Mm-hmm. But I honestly want to say that, you know, looking at this in context of you have to be at least level 12, it's almost useless. There is a lot of... A, not a lot, but there are several ways you can get people to re-roll. But this is the only one I've come across that uses the word whenever. Usually it's like twice a day or something. That, that is something that we need to talk about, or at least need to say that is important about this. That's That's a unique thing. Right. But my feeling is that, like, around level 12 plus at least if we're going by, like, the bestiary and such, enemy attack bonuses get so high that they're basically going to hit you no matter what. Yeah, but guess what? At level 12, you really don't want to be critted. True. That's also true. Hey, take it from me, guys. You don't want to be critted, okay? (laughs) You don't want to be critted by the thing that's like, okay, we'll just, I don't know, we'll give them times for crit because they're CR 12. Why not? Let's go ahead and do that. I mean, you know, death uses a, a scythe, and a scythe is a times four weapon, and things happen. <laughs> things happen. That's right. Uh, next is destroyer's blessing. No, I like this. I like this. This this uh, this flavor text. Breaking things adds to your power. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's only making me stronger. <laughs> when you are raging and you succeed at a sunder combat maneuver, everyone's re- favorite maneuver. You regain one round of rage. If the Sunder attempt causes the object to gain the broken condition, you heal one hit point. You can only gain these benefits once per round. That's terrible. (laughs) It's pretty bad. I wouldn't do this. No, thank you, please. Yeah. I already don't want to Sunder, and I don't want to Sunder to get one hit point back. (laughs) Eventually, I mean, you can only use this so many times because they're going to run out of stuff to break. I'm I'm low health. Quick, break everything. (laughs) <laughs> Ferocious Resolve. You need to have a con of 13. And you gain the Ferocity Universal Monster ability, allowing you to continue fighting at negative hit points. You get a plus two intimidate checks while you're using this. This is worse than I to die hard, right? Uh, kind of. It basically takes away the limit of you can only fight for one round. Oh, is die hard uh, only the, one round? Uh, no, the Orc Ferocity. After one round, you fall unconscious. But doesn't, isn't this just like die hard? It's basically Die Hard. It is essentially Die Hard. Uh, the, yeah, this is essentially Die Hard, and I don't see anything here that says you're still losing one hit point, and you don't need endurance for this. Is this a better Die Hard? It's a Die Hard with less prerequisites. And isn't actually Die Hard, so it doesn't count. I wish if this counted as Die Hard, this would be an amazing feat to get with Deathless Chain and such. Listen, I'm saying I'll take this. Even if you don't want to go down the Die Hard route, this only need a con 13, which if you're going to want Die Hard, you're going to want to be a con guy anyway. This is pretty good. This is this is real good. <laughs> yeah, you can only be a con guy. Make everyone watch out. The Steal Universal stuff. Monster ability might have more details. Go ahead and read that. That might give you more specifics. I did. It is it basically Die Hard. It says you can continue fighting Okay. below zero hit points every time. You're still staggered, and you lose a hit point every time you do stuff. All right. Well, it sounds good to me. Ferocious Summons. Your summon creatures gain your ferocity. What if I'm gentle? Creatures you summon gain the ferocity universal monster ability. Half of those words I spoke were wrong. Uh, what is ferocity? We just That's what we just talked about. Oh, that was ferocity? Yes. Yes, it was. I knew that. <laughs> I was just I was testing you. 
and you pass. Good job. Oh, don't worry. I also know the prerequisites. I know she missed those. That must have been part of the test as well. It was. Um, <laughs> yes, it was. Christian, you're doing so good. Keep going. Uh, you need to spell focus conjuration, and you need augment summoning to take this. Um, anyone that's doing a summoning based build takes those two feats. Definitely. They make all of your summons much stronger. Mm-hmm. Um, this is making them even stronger. They're basically going to last another round, which is pretty good. You can argue whether or not it's worth taking this, but I think it's not bad. Definitely. That wolf can keep going, going, going. Oh, it's knocked out. No, it's not. Keep going, 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 going. Trip attempt, trip attempt, trip attempt. And they often get, like, ridiculous con scores on your animal companion. Especially when you hit level 10, I think it is. Ooh, this next one's a doozy. Ooh, a doozy. Tell me about this doozy. Yeah, no, that's your doozy. Is it my doozy and I just do summons? No, it's my doozy. Excuse me. <laughs> Let me get to this doozy. You spit in the face of death. You need the rage class feature. You also need the ferocity racial trait. Okay, so now we need something specifically for ferocity. Once per day when raging, if you are hit by an attack that would deal enough hit point damage to kill you, as an immediate action you may expend one or more rounds of rage to negate some of this damage to keep yourself alive. Each round of rage you spend reduces the attack's damage by one point, but you cannot reduce the damage taken below one hit point. Uh, okay, yeah. You often... This is actually, like, a late-game investment, because late-game you tend to run out of rage round. Like, you have so many, you will never use them in a day. Um, so this could actually be really useful, I think. There's a note here that explains about how, oh, but if you lose consciousness and lose your raging, you might still die. But just, like, this one comment explains all the reasons why they did an Unchained Barbarian. Yeah, like, they had to write all that little write-up right. to explain. It's okay, I like it. I like it. I think it's really good. Like I said, I think it is a late-game investment. You're going to have, like, 54 rounds of rage. It's like, when are we going to spend 54 rounds in combat <laughs> in a given day? <laughs> Fight on. You need to count a 13. This is one we covered on with the dwarf uh, already, so we don't really... The only reason I want to mention it again is because it's just really fitting on this theme that we're fighting with the orcs, with orc ferocity, diehard, ferocious resolve ferocious summons you just keep on going you keep on trucking for those of you who didn't catch our dwarf episode as immediate action when you reduce to zero or fewer hit points you can present your prevent yourself from dying you gain a number of temporary hit points equal to your constitution modifier i mean this is this they really want that theme of they keep going yeah it feels like orc should have like a plus two con bonus right with what they're going with all this next is gore fiend which sounds like a really cool band, like an underground <laughs> kind of thing. Gore Did you fiend. see Gorefiend last night? Oh, it was awesome. There was so much blood. Yeah, there. <laughs> the guy you ate a bat. The... Oh, wait, that's Ozzy Osbourne. Ozzy Osbourne is Gorefiend. You need the rage class feature. When you are raging and you confirm a critical hit with a melee weapon, or a critical hit is confirmed on you, you may regain one round of rage. You can only gain this benefit once per round. Rage, like I said, is a thing that you, like, as you level up, you're like, what do I do with all this rage rounds per day? So I don't like this particularly. Yeah. Eh, eh. I like the, it's a good th- thematic, like, oh no, you didn't. And you get so angry, you get one more <laughs> round of rage. Horde charge. Guys, this is a huge prerequisite. <laughs> I don't know how you could ever accomplish this, but you need to be AB of one. Sorry, level one bard, you're just not getting it. When charge this is this is a teamwork feat. Take note. So you and your allies need to have this, or you need to be a cavalier, or something. When charging in the same round as an ally with his feet, you gain plus two bonus on attack and damage rolls in addition to normal bonuses for charging. You can make multiple attacks and charge. The bonus applies only to the first attack. If that said to every attack, I would love it. Not worth teamwork for the first one, in my humble opinion. Yeah, 
not just not worth it. Plus two. I mean, don't get me wrong. A plus two bonus on attack and damage rolls is super good, but you need to charge someone that's already been charged this round, and you only ever get it once. So I'm saying not worth it. Well, you don't have to charge the same person, just as long as your ally also charged at some point. Oh, you're right. Excuse me. I thought they had to charge the same target. I was like, are you going to run out of room? <laughs> <laughs> they just keep coming. Uh, next is Keen Scent. You need a wisdom of 13 to take this. You gain the Scent special ability. That is awesome. Yes, very cool. Scent is super useful. You can find invisible things. You can find visible things. You can, it opens up a lot of role-playing opportunities, a lot of potential backstory stuff. I love that. I think the wisdom, Very simple. I think the Wisdom 13 is prohibitive for any class that's not basing on wisdom, though. Yeah, it is. I mean, yeah, you're right. Next is Smell Fear, and this is a feat part of a chain with Keen Scent, so you need Keen Scent to take this. You receive a plus four bonus on perception checks to detect creatures with the shakened, frightened, or panic conditions using your scent. You can substitute your perception skill for sense motive skill checks if the subject has one of the previous conditions or is attempting to cover up their fear in some way. Very flavorful. Yeah, I really like that second part. You know what flavor this would be? Sour. Because you catch the sour scent of fear in the wind. That's the the lore text, if you didn't forget about it. Dumb joke. All right. I want to mention Pass for Human, even though it's already in our half-elf episode, just because it really, really fits the theme with the half-orc. He's going to, if you're a little more human than orc, um, you know, you can, you can pass for human. Razor Tusk. You have powerful jaws and steely teeth are deadly enough to give you a bite attack. You get 1d4 points of damage, primary natural attack, plus your strength modifier. You're considered proficient in this attack, and you can apply feats or effects appropriate to the natural attacks to it, blah, blah, blah. It's a natural attack, pretty much. If used as part of a full attack action, the bite is considered secondary attack. Is made at your full base attack bonus, minus 5. So I lied when it was primary, forgive me. And adds half your strength modifier to damage. I think the trait is better than this feat. Yeah, that's weird that they would have a feat that's like almost... Sometimes they do things like, if you have the trait that gives you fangs, toothy, if you have the toothy trait, you now also get this. Think like the cat's... Cat folk have something like that where they can get cat's claws cat from claws. a feet and cat claws mm-hmm. from a trait, and if they get them together, they do 1d6 damage or something instead of 1d4, or something like that. Uh, next is Resilient Brute. No special prerequisites at all. Once per day, when a creature confirms a critical hit against you, you may treat half of the damage as non-lethal damage. You cannot use this ability if you are immune to non-lethal damage. When your uh, BAB reaches 10+, plus, you can use this ability an additional time per day. Um, I mean, that's pretty good. No one likes getting gimped by a critical hit. One of the few feats that kind of levels up as you level up. I don't know. Sometimes, I can't tell you how many times I've had my players be like, oh no, I've been hit by a critical, and it really does them in. So, I mean, we can't just throw away how bad criticals can be. Being able to not negate a critical, but to, to reduce its damage can be good. Smash. You need power attack. You overcome obstacles by breaking them. A lot of smashing happening, I'm noticing. Whenever you attack an inanimate, unintended object, you ignore the first five points of its hardness. You also refi- receive a plus five bonus on strength checks made to knock down or break open doors. That is something I see actually happen a lot with players. Yeah. Um, this doesn't... Plus five is huge for, like, like you said, the strength checks are usually, you got low numbers. Right. This does not work against constructs uh, or any sunder attempt. Um, Yeah. I like this if you're going to be the kind of guy that's like, I don't take any points disabled device. I just break through all my doors. Oh, my prison? Give me a second. I'm out. <laughs> I take it if that's really hitting your character's stride. Yeah. Um, 
a feat that's mostly about breaking down doors is going to lose its usefulness later in the game because eventually you can just knock them down with your weapons or, you know, your wizards might have a spell. It's like, oh, well, Brittle Portal is a level one spell. (laughs) Right. And the points of hardness, if you're doing rules as written, that's important. But a lot of times, I know like you and I have said in the past, we kind of hand wave breaking objects a lot. Sympathetic rage. Seeing an ally rage fills you with your own fury. Uh, whenever you're adjacent to an ally who is raging, you may choose to enter a similar but less powerful rage as a free action in your turn. Um, it's pretty much the same one as the one before the weaker rage I explained before. Um, blood vengeance. It was blood vengeance. Yeah, you got to be right next to him. That's interesting. Yeah. And what if I don't want this? Uh, I guess if I'm picking it, I have to want it, right? I don't know. There's a lot of stuff here. It's just like, I don't know, be a barbarian. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I mean, if you're, say, a fighter, you got all those spare feats because fighters got so many feats. It's true, that's true. And, you know, it's just weird because you may have to be, like, butt buddies with the barbarian or the blood <laughs> rager. You're like, dude, why are you always so close to me? Shh, 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 just, just, I'm waiting till you rage. Hey, hey, hey. want to touch butts? No, I don't want to touch butts. <laughs> I'll, I'll rage if you touch butts. I'll rage if you touch my butt. Okay, um, you won the initiative. I'm gonna, I'm gonna wait for him. You know, I'm gonna hold my turn. Come on, just go fight them. No, you no, have to go. do something. Oh, don't worry, I am doing something. I swear, if he's touching my butt again, I swear, <laughs> I swear, I'm gonna, I'm gonna flip this table right now. I'm touching his butt. That's it. But I, I kind of like that. Kind of does open up role play right there. That's true. Look, look, look at the, look at the lore and story we just crafted in a few moments <laughs> around touching butts. <laughs> Next is Tenacious Survivor. To take this, you need to have the Die Hard and Endurance feats, and at least 13 Constitution. When you are killed by hit point damage, your soul lingers in your body for a number of rounds equal to your Constitution bonus. You're still dead, but a creature can make a DC 10 heal check as a standard action to realize that you can still be saved. You can be healed by magic as if you were alive. If you are healed enough hit points to be no longer dead, you are alive again, but gain one permanent negative level. Permanent being a misnomer, there are ways to get rid of that. Yes. I love this one. And you know what? Guess what, guys? Retcon! Doing a retcon! In Trailblazers, one of the first things that happens, one of the first mistakes I make, as I made an encounter that's a little too powerful for my players, and somebody dies. But he's only at, like, say, two or three hit points below death. And somebody was like literally the next turn was going to pour a potion down his mouth. And so I just let him do it anyway and get back the hit points. You know what? I'm going to say he had Tenacious Survivor as a free feat because of his backstory coming from our world. You know what? Perfect. I love it. He had Tenacious <laughs> Survivor. And that really fits with This is like a you know Logan sort of thing or like a Magneto sort of thing. I like that idea of somebody who's just a survivor. And even at the brink of death, they can be brought back. Uh, I really, uh, the I only really thing- like this one. I like the feat as well. The only thing I don't like is, like, the kind of meta little heal check you have to do. Like, they have to make a DC 10 heal check for some reason. They're like, he can still be saved. Oh, my goodness. Like, you'll be at the other end of the table and your ally doesn't know you have this feat. You're like, just just go make a heal check on me. But you're dead. You just said you're dead. No, just, just do it. You do don't know check. I'm do dead. Just check if I'm dead. Why? Just Gosh. check it. But listen, dude, your guy is a creepy plague doctor. I don't want to go near him. And, like, you died, and you're, like, you're just immersed in all of your poisons and things. And I didn't take that feat that made me, re- or that trait that made me resistant to all the poison stuff. I'm just really not, just go over and check it. You go over, you go through his stuff. Oh, I got a heal thing from him. Hey, he can be saved. His spirit is lingering. I don't know how I know this one from a heal check, but it is. Trust me. DC 10 means it's common knowledge. I don't know why it's so low, but I just know that. <laughs> so I'm going to grab, I'm going to grab this potion of his pack. I'm going to pull 
pour it down his throat. And guess what? This 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 plague doctor comes back to life, and he is now plague born, just like the trait. Brought the joke back at the end of the episode. You are welcome. Nailed it. Took you on a ride. Went through that story, but you know what? The end destination was worth it. Are you proud of yourself? Oh, I'm so proud of myself. Wait, Kristen, are you proud of me, Daddy? Daddy, are you proud? Have I, Dad, have I finally made you proud? You, you got the next one, Caleb. Oh, Caleb's sad. Thrill of the kill. This is when you're excited because your friend finds your joke funny, but then he doesn't really. It makes you just read the next one like nothing happened. Thrill of the kill of the joke. <laughs> I think we can all agree here that I've killed the joke. I think I've done it maybe about five minutes in. We I killed all the jokes. Uh, when you are raging, your attack reduces an enemy to negative hit points or kills it. You gain one round of rage. You may only use this feat if the fallen enemy had at least many hit dice as you. Really not helpful because you rarely go up against the same level enemy yeah. as you. Uh, you can only gain this once per round. You need to have the rage class feature. Killing fuels your rage. Uh, I'd like to. I would. I would. Home, I would ask my my GM. Can can I maybe do like one hit dice lower, or two hit dice lower? I get it if I'm killing a bunch of snakes or goblins, but just something to make this more useful if I am going to pick it. Right. Like typically, like your average fight has stuff of lower hit dice totals than you. And again, like I said, rage is something that you have too much of at past level five than you will ever use. Finish us up with the war singer. Oh, this is the one I was talking about. Um, you need bardic performance and at least 13 charisma to take this feat. So you got to be your suave, charming half-orc. When you use bardic performance with an audible component on a battlefield, the range or area of your chosen performance is doubled. You know, like a battlefield where you use your performance 100% of the time. <laughs> In addition, the DC for saving throws against your bardic performance is increased by plus two for creatures of the orc subtype, regardless of where the performance occurs. I love this because, honestly, Inspire Courage only has a range of 30 feet. I hand wave that like 100% of the time because it's so annoying to micromanage <laughs> where the bard is standing. If you take this, I don't even have to feel bad about that anymore. It's now 60 feet. Yeah, it's definitely something, if you're a bard, this might be a good way to, you know, um, augment your, 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 class, your class feature. And I like the idea that you get a plus two on your suggestion <laughs> performance <laughs> against orcs. Hey, guess what? I'm green too. He is. I am fascinated. <laughs> wow, I really like that tint of green. That's <laughs> it's, it's a real good azure. Wait, azure's blue. Dag, no, I've ruined everything. That emerald's really good. No, I can't say that now. Well, tell me, Christian, what do you think about the half orc? I really like the race. Like I said, I like how varied they are. I like how much flavor you can potentially put into the half orc race. There's an alternate racial trait we didn't go over because it's from one of the other books, but I really like the wording on it. Because, like, this is just an example of how much flavor you can have with the ha uh, half-orc. It's called War Leader, and the flavor is some orcs seek out human mates in hopes of birthing intelligent leaders for their interminable war efforts. Like, things like that. I really like the how much stuff you can come up with with orcs and humans getting together for some reason. Listen, some people just like strong, strong... Spouses, strong partners. Um, how do I feel about the half-orc race, Christian? Thank you for asking. Um, one note! That is what I feel about them. All they are is like, me hit things. Me hit objects, me hit people. Me not die when below hit points. 
me get more excited when other people die around me. Me get really angry when my friends die around me. It's just, I get it. Listen, Paizo, I get it. Guys, I get it. I get it. But if anyone does one note really well, it's the half works. They really hit that hard. They've got a lot of feats, even some that kind of like double over themselves. Like we were looking at the one that's practically die hard. Um, I don't know. I just, I really like, I like that one note, the way they do it. They Listen, if you're going to sing a note, make sure it's one note and do it really, really well. If you are going to go to one note, make sure you sing it well. And these guys sing it well. So I do like it. Uh, boy, I can't wait to see what orcs are like if this is just a half orc. I would like to see a little bit more about, you know, you know, going into society and how a half orc might live in natural society. I'm sure you get some of that from the from the text uh, of the lore, but I would like to see uh, that represented in feats a little bit more, maybe traits a little bit more. But there's a few things there to help you out. But I like them. Definitely something. Well, I feel like even though you get a plus two to anything, I feel like you got to throw it in a con or strength. I don't really see this like super charismatic half-orc, at least not with the way they're trying to get you in the direction with these feats. I mean, you don't have to take racial feats as a thing, and something we have to remember is that we're looking at specifically the half-orc feats. They're also part human, and they can take all the human feats as well. That's true, that's true, and it becomes very, very flexible. They do want them to become flexible until you give you the plus two to anything, and with access to all the uh, human feats, there's a lot of feats at their disposal. In our extra credit, we're going to go over the favorite class options. And uh, that's it, because I love you all so much, I will not make you suffer even one more joke. It's just going to be the end. Christian, does that make you happy? Now, are, are you proud of me, Dad? Yes, end it quick now. Go. All right, thank you all for listening. Class is dismissed. Pathfinder Academy is part of the Trailblazer Network. For other great Pathfinder podcasts, visit our site, tblazer.net. Want to get in touch? You can email us at tblazernetwork at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter at tblazernetwork. I've been Nicholas Laborde. Thanks for listening. Hey, Danny. Do you want to play some D&D tonight? Oh, I can't. My parrot's going to have open-heart surgery again. That sucks. Yeah, it's going to be super boring. Hang in there, Danny. She'll pull through. But remember, when you can't play, listen. At Tales from the Lich, we do our best to provide an immersive RPG play session with an ever-expanding library. When you can't play, listen. TalesfromTheLich.com